Hi guys. Oh my fucking God. Do we have a treat for you today? I am sitting here with the one, the only Carly Weinstein. Welcome to the show. It Hi. feels like, I feel like I've already been on the show no, by now I and like I haven't. I kind of <laughs> forgot that you hadn't like, I have, my ADHD is so bad that my friends will be like, you said that we were going to do this. Like, why didn't we? And I'm like, I don't even know like what's going on right now. I'm the same way. I don't know what's going on, but I needed to start out. So I wanted to start out by asking you my favorite icebreaker because I just think that that's fun. But before that, I need to ask you a question because I'm going to tell you what mine is. I was just thinking on my way over here that my fatal flaw, like my number one fatal flaw is that I cancel plans all the time on behalf of like fake things. Like I'll be like, oh, I have a stomach ache. I don't feel good. Like whatever. And then like right now, for some reason, my stomach has been hurting so bad today. It's like something with my period, something with I don't know what, but I'm like, I have like two things to go to later. And now I'm going to be like the girl that cried wolf, like the girly cat that cried wolf. I literally, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And that I realize that's my fatal flaw. Like I need to stop lying. That's my life, actually. My fatal flaw, okay, that's a good fatal flaw. I do have the same thing um, because both of us are, like, kind of introverted at times. But I would say maybe a worse fatal flaw. No, actually, canceling plans is, like, pretty bad for me. It's, like, a fatal flaw, too, because... I'm trying to think of something worse than... Honestly, forgetting. Forgetting things. Because of my... It's the same thing with me with, like, my ADD. Like, I don't treat it. I'm just, like, diagnosed with it. So, basically, I just walk around in conversations... Like in casual conversations, half listening. Yeah. And then my friends are like, Carly, we told you this 10 times. And I'm like, I actually can't help it. Like I forgot. So that's my fatal flaw. Also, I'll do this thing where I'll be like, oh, where do you live in the city? And I'll like genuinely listen to the answer. And then 12 minutes later, I ask again. Just because because I'm trying to be polite and make conversation. And I fucking forgot that I asked. I literally (laughs) do the same thing. I'm so glad I'm not alone. No, no. That's my fatal flaw. And then I get so embarrassed. Like, or like literally someone will answer the question and they'll ask it again. Yeah. Like, I'll literally just ask it right away. Like, what kind of dog do you have? And then they'll be like, whatever. And I'll be like, oh, how old are they? Wait, what kind of dog is it? Yeah, I'm like, like, wait, sorry. But I like did try to internalize it. It's not yeah, me being rude. If no. I've ever done that to you, my apologies. We're um, bo- we both are such busy people. I feel like we're just genuinely, our brains are all over the place 24-7. Oh, yeah. My brain is never, my mm, scrambled eggs. Yeah. Like, dead ass. Same. Um, okay, but this is my favorite icebreaker that I learned in college that I love to ask my podcast guests and also just like in general whenever I'm doing an icebreaker. It's your wow, pow, chow of the last 24 hours. So a wow is the best thing that happened, like the most exciting. A pow is the shittiest thing that happened and it could be like a little story time and a chow is the best thing you ate. Wow, that's is that literally fun? lit. It's such a good icebreaker. Okay, I love this. Um, okay, my wow was Drew Barrymore, obviously. Obviously. Um, she's a queen. Then, what is it? My pal. Yeah. My pal is, like, having to leave yesterday and, like, go sit at my psychiatrist when I was, like, half drunk. Oh, yeah. I was, like, I was like a little tipsy off the drink we had, and I hadn't eaten all day. Yeah. So I didn't feel well. Yeah. Um, and then I had to go sit there and talk to my psychiatrist and be like, I'm doing good. I'm fine. <laughs> Thanks so much for asking. And my chow was, oh, had a chicken Caesar wrap last night for dinner. Oh, my God. Where do you get your chicken Caesar wrap? So this was my first time getting it. I got it from Gramercy Kitchen. Okay, people say, like, Lenwich is where you're meant to I get them see from. I've gotten it from there and I didn't see the hype and okay. Gramercy Kitchen yesterday they pressed it and it had like the line oh. the grill marks highly recommend it Dead was delicious ass. need that yeah. okay well my wow was also Drew Barrymore obviously. obviously my pal was that I got to Pilates today and it was like there's 21 reformers in the class and they the class had only booked two people so it was just me the instructor and one other person Stop. and like I was there. Like, I had paid for the class. Like, I was there. You so had a I, private lesson. I had a private lesson, but, like, it makes me uncomfortable mm. because 
I hate going to work. I like go to workout classes and I've gotten over my fear, but my big fear is like perception. And it's Mm. a lot to do with like body dysmorphia stuff where I'm just like, I cannot stand here in like tight clothes with Mm. all of these other people, especially Pilates where it's like, see, I won't do Pilates for that reason. Like it literally gives me so much anxiety and I know I look, I, I feel like I look a fool even though I don't and even though probably nobody cares. So the fact that then it's just me and the instructor and she's like looking at every move my body makes instead of like focusing around, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. So that was my pow. Ciao. I'm trying to think if I ate anything better than those truffle fries last night. I know, those night. were those really, really good. good. Um, I ate a whole bowl. Um, oh, I've been making yogurt parfaits. I'm like, my I'm an expert. I do like Greek yogurt and then like this like coconut cashew granola and then peanut butter from Whole Foods. Do you know their peanut butter that's like chunky? It's No, it's not chunky. It's smooth, but it's the type that looks like it would have the like natural layer of nasty oil over it but yeah. it doesn't it's oh. just like that consistency where you can like is it the one that you spoon it out get it like you get it from the no. machine oh, oh you buy it's it it's like in a thing it has like a red lid and it's the kind where like if you go to an ice cream place and you got peanut butter and it's like liquidy it's like that whoa and then strawberry so jam you can drizzle and you can drizzle it's so fucking good like i'm a master wow at it. i'm That's a fine. yogurt parfait girly too like to i always grave. do my oikos like the high protein yogurts yeah, yeah, yeah. with fruit and the purely lizard like granola siggies Okay, I've, hear, I've heard great things about Siggy's. I like the thick ones. People Me too. get so grossed out by yogurt, and I'm like, grow up. I used to I also. Like you know what? I literally used to also, and also okay, with, my, I, with my dairy thing, like oh, I'd yeah, be yeah. afraid to eat it. But I realized that if you're a little intolerant, yogurt's so good for you, you just have to build up your tolerance to it. Because yeah. it's probiotic, so it's actually helping your gut. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I'm okay. Obsessed. So the first thing I wanted to like chat about with you is, do you remember the first time we met? I remember the first time I, like, was in some way connected to you through Audrey. I remember, like, going to drinks or dinner with Audrey and her saying that she was at drinks or dinner with you, like, the night before. I remember that being, like, the way that I was introduced to you. But I don't remember the first time we met. Wait, what the hell? I don't either. I don't remember I remember. All. I do remember that Audrey and you hung out, and I had already known Audrey since, like, pre-pandemic time. Yeah. Um... I'm trying to remember when – God, what the hell? I, I can't like, remember. Did we, like, hang out one-on-one or did we meet at an event? We met at an event, I think. Wow, that's crazy. I have no because idea. The I, amount of events we've been to over the last couple of years is, I like, can remember that I, like, was internet friends with Jazz and I met Hallie at an event. I was internet friends with Audrey. Like, I can trace most of the reasons why I knew someone. What the hell? But okay. I don't – I can't trace why I knew I remember you. the first DM you ever sent to me. You followed me on TikTok and then, wait, this is so funny. You followed me on TikTok and I was like, oh my God, I've seen this girl's videos. Like I know who she is. She like makes fucking jars. And you're like, Carly, let me send you a jar. Oh my God, I wanted to send you a jar. And I was like, okay, like lit. And then you like never sent me one. So then I unfollowed you on TikTok. I never sent it. Oh my God, I owe you. I unfollowed you. you. Oh my God, rip. I literally unfollowed. Okay, but that was our first interaction. But what was our first meeting? It has driven me crazy for 24 hours. I thought you were going to know. No, I, have, I literally I have, have memory no idea. loss. I have literal memory I loss. I have no idea. Someone's got to know this. And it was pre... Who knows? <laughs> it was pre-Jazz, Hallie. Like, it was before that squad was happened it, because okay. we were already close. Was it around the time of, like, Christmas time, holidays last year? Because remember... Were you at the Victor and the Rolf Lee, event? Lee jeans. Oh, Lee I went with designer. you? Did I go with you? I don't know. We were friends because we I, were friends. I went... I think I went with you. I was not invited. Well, we took a picture together. And then you introduced me to like some some other people. So, but that was in like but I December, like early December. Other. But we knew each other from what? 
it's literally you were like, on me and my mom's podcast yeah but that was that was no, pretty early on but we other. knew each other i feel like we've always been friends i'm so pissed you're probably one of my Whatever. first friends what i'm just gonna start being like is like no no no, no. like it, it's jewish geography like yeah. we knew each other we dated the same guy like in college literally <laughs> i'm like oh, i'm actually like avery's cousin yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just gonna <laughs> start long, like path long, long yeah. cousin. honestly probably are i know probably related <laughs> in some way oh my god okay so Let's trace it back further since we don't know the answer to that. Okay. How did you go viral on TikTok? Because I don't know that story. Like, How did I go viral? Yeah, I don't know the story of your first viral video, your first content. I don't know like the story of like – because yesterday we were talking about um, – at dinner we were talking about like how you start out doing something and it was actually Robin, Girl Boss Town, mm-hmm. who gave a, an analogy that Heidi D'Amelio told her. So like shout out Heidi for this yeah. analogy. But she was being like, in the beginning, you have a glass of water and your followers are drinking the water and the water is like whatever your first viral niche was. So like for Robin, that would be PR moves. For me, that would be jar. And then slowly you put like a little tiny bit of red food dye in it and the color changes and eventually – um, they're People just drinking notice, it and they don't right. even notice that like the content is not Different. is nicheless sort of right so what was your original thing so the first thing I ever went like viral it was like I got like 50k or something it like wasn't that much but I did a video I was just being silly like I was literally being funny um and I did a video of me when I was 16 versus my younger sister oh, when she cool. was 16 um and people like had a field day with that because it was like me looking ugly as fuck and then chloe looking like really like a model um so that went viral and then like i just kept making like random ass videos but i also had can i curse yeah okay <laughs> i'm like just are you just, really gonna ask me just that making sure. like, um i made so i was just making random random videos and then i started sprinkling in like the body positivity and like yeah. all of that stuff in it i just started doing everything that i loved yeah but then i would mix in like those funny videos that would go viral yeah. um so i feel like i've had so many phases like i started doing nyc content like best restaurants in nyc those went super viral at one point um i did a lot of family content like would go viral yeah but the the body image stuff the manifesting stuff is like it wasn't in the beginning, but then yeah. it started. Then it like started to become. Um, and then are. and then I had a phase during the pandemic where me and Chloe did testing Starbucks drinks, and that gained oh. me a pretty like maybe a couple hundred thousand or a hundred thousand followers. People, I was like doing some social media consulting for some brand recently, and we were talking about how people love a fucking sibling duo. Oh, I people know. eat this shit up. It is. I don't know if it's like. I think it's an amalgamation like of a bunch of things where mm. like. A lot of times I'll watch sisters and I don't have a sister and I'll either be like happy or sad that I don't mm. have that dynamic in my life. So I think that for some people it's like, oh, I'm happy that my dynamic isn't like that, but it's entertaining to watch or I'm sad my dynamic isn't like that. So it's entertaining to watch mm. people that don't have siblings are like fascinated with sibling relationships, people that have like, I think that it's just something that's so universal yet so personal at the mm-hmm. same time. People eat it up. They love it. Yeah. And we're, we have a friendship too. I think that's yeah. what it is. Like we're best friends but we also have this dynamic of being six years apart we both have like totally different styles and aesthetics and like she's like brunette and like dark skin like olive skin yeah and I'm like blonde light skin so like we look completely opposite and yet we have like the same mannerisms and stuff and we talk the same so it's like there's very interesting it's interesting to compare and contrast us yeah did you like growing up with a sister oh I loved it but I was her mom like legit mom Mom I was a mom figure and I think that's why with my TikTok nowadays, like, 
I kind of act like a mom because that's yeah. always or like a big sister because that's yeah. always been, been like your role the role I've taken on like really easily yeah. fell into that role and like but I, it's funny because I feel like with you you give big sister vibes and you're not a big sister well I am but no no not to a, no, not to not a sister to a, no, yeah I'm yeah yeah two brothers but like I think it's so different but also like we have similar like ways of going about things because mm-hmm. we were the oldest yes and I used to hate being the oldest because like I would watch my brothers get away with things that I, like, didn't get away with. But then I started to like it because low-key, it's, like, you get, like, always to sit shotgun, like, with your parent Mm -hmm. whenever you're going anywhere. You get the responsibility. Like, if my brothers and I were going somewhere when we were, like, when I was, like, 14 and my brother's, like, 12 and my parents had to, like, give us money, like, Mm -hmm. I would be the one having the money. Like, you get that responsibility, which is a blessing and a curse. I kind of fucked with it. Blessing and curse because even to this day, me and Chloe, like, my family rents a beach house every summer and, like, me and Chloe get to the beach house and we're getting in our room and Chloe's like, all right, are you going to make the bed? And I'm like... How did this become my responsibility? Yeah, you're an you're adult like, too what? now. You're like, you're literally 19. Like, yeah. Are you kidding? You're like, are you fucking and she's like, me? Carly, like, you're the older one. Just do it. And I'm like, okay, fine. You're like, whatever. And then you do it. That's yeah, our problem. Oh, always. This is my problem is that I will complain, mm-hmm. like, literally all day about how I do things for other people, yep. but they never even asked for them. Like, mm-hmm. Or they asked for them and I said yes. But we can't help but it. But then my ass is complaining, like, everybody wants something from me. Blah, 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 blah. My brothers are blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but I said yes. Like, what if we reflected on the time? I was like, oh, of course. Like, yeah. you need that? Let me go do it. Literally, like, I'll, I'll literally cry. Like, I'll be like, Chloe hates me. Like, she doesn't appreciate yeah. me. But then, like, I do all of this shit without no, her asking. I'm being snow fucking white, like, whipping, Literally. like, with animals, like, dancing in a prairie no, and, like, legit. whipping up meals. Like, do, like, do your brothers ever, like, uh, like, she'll not talk to me and then she'll just text me and be like, hey, can you help me with this homework? Or, like, can you yeah. help me with this? And I'm like, it's so different for me because Jack is my, like, I don't know, like, he'll calm, he's a very, like, sweet and sensitive mm. type. He's just like written by a woman sort of vibe. He totally for is. the most part. Yeah. And so it's really easy for us to like we won't talk Jake and I talk every single day. Yeah. Um and Jack and I talk every single day through a group chat that's like me and my brothers and then like any romantic partners mm. like are in the group oh my God, chat. Cute. We've always had that going. Like I love that as dynamic. We've, <laughs> as we've both gone through all yeah, the right. relationships. So Jack and I and I will discuss things in there. But Jake and I talk every single day. Like we mm. send music back and forth. We're always talking. And he is the sibling that I'll be like um bestie like can I have $50 or like hey bestie like can you do this for me like bestie can you like edit this email for me but Jack won't ask for things but he'll like be like hey can I give you a call and then it's like Mm. an hour call so I feel like they need different things from me yeah but similarly like I feel like I need different things from them yeah no that's true and I feel like with Jake he's more like playing my sister's role kind of yeah like it gives me that energy no for sure yeah absolutely so like now that we know how you've gone viral, do you think that you as a person, because I think a lot of times people will ask someone like, well, what has changed about your life? And mm. it's like, well, it's very obvious what has changed about my life, at least as I can mm-hmm. perceive it. How have you changed since gaining a platform? Like for better or for worse, like what qualities or like feelings do you feel or qualities do you see in yourself that you didn't have before? So this is going to sound really like messed up. I was actually going to make a video about this last night and I didn't, but I like have the opposite of imposter syndrome. Um, my dad like literally raised me to, my dad is so, he's such a hard worker and like I just, I watched him grow in his career and I wanted the same thing as him. And so since I was young, I knew what I wanted. I was like, I want to be someone. I want to make an impact on people. I want to have my own business and be an entrepreneur. And his support was just so like, he had no doubt in his mind that I was going to do it. And our dad did the same. Yeah. And so, and, and my mom too, but like my mom 
has this fear in her or used to, honestly. Realism. Yeah, but it was also a fear because of how her parents brought her up. Yeah. Um, But my dad always was just really fearless and always made me feel like whatever I want, I can achieve. And he would help me get there. Yeah. And so that's how I think... Wait, what was I saying? Lost my train of thought. Um, Like how has... How have you felt yourself change? Oh, oh. So I feel like that attitude has literally like remained the same. And it's the reason why I like am the way I am because I just... He always instilled that like confident attitude that you can do whatever you want. So I feel like a lot of people didn't have that. So their attitude when they get followers or they accomplish something is like, oh, now now they have that attitude. But I feel like that's the one thing actually that's remained the same. The only thing is before I would get like these hints of self-doubt like, oh, like it's not happening for me yet. So I it was not a matter of if it was going to happen, but when. And now I feel more confident in the fact that like the next thing that I want in life it's not if but when yeah I I really resonate with that I think I've had a very similar experience to you like with Mm -hmm. my dad he just like I have always been sort of like his like buddy but Mm -hmm. also I think he just knew like that I was gonna go out and like do what I wanted to do and Mm -hmm. achieve what I wanted to achieve and he really pushed me and like in a similar vein to you I like I always say to people like it's really easy to switch your mindset instead of living your life like oh my god like one day I hope that I could own my own Pilates studio since we were talking about Pilates Mm -hmm. we'll use that as an example but what if you started living your life as like future me 10 years down the line has a Pilates studio it is the most successful Pilates studio in New York City Mm -hmm. it is franchised it is so I'm I'm changing people's lives through Mm -hmm. like healthy fitness and motivation and like it's bringing a smile to people's faces I'm doing everything I wanted to do future me has that current me is working toward it like that's a mindset switch that to me is so fucking simple and I always tell people this and like no one believes me but like I have a screenshot in 2018 I made a list of goals 25 goals before I turned 25 and one of them was to sign a book deal with a big five publisher for and I put the exact amount that I wanted to sell the book for and it dead ass happened like write it down like number pretend like I literally whenever my agents called me and told me what we sold the book for I was like you're kidding me I was like that can't be real so I was like I just think that like it's there was no skin off my back to do that to just switch my mindset Mm. it's just more positive and I feel like that's what you're getting at and it's it's a confidence that like nobody's going to believe in you if you don't believe in you. So I walked into, I was 16 years old and I was walking into these offices. I went to Hugo Boss, Tommy Hilfiger. I went to Sam Edelman's office. He invited me when I met him at a party and I went into his office and they asked me questions and I literally pretended that I worked there. Like I was like, this is what I think, this, this, and this. And most women don't have that in them because imposter syndrome, we're taught not to have our own thoughts or to be smaller. And because I was so, I was raised in my career sense by my dad I followed in almost like a man's footsteps of like, say what you want to say and be confident. Don't apologize for it. Right. Don't apologize. Take up space. So that's what I've always done. And if someone's going to like make fun of me or hate on me, I'm like, okay, wait till I'm successful and then you'll see. Yeah. And and I think women, if they don't get to the place that they want to be at, it's almost because there's that like hindrance of of confidence. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I also always think to myself like people sort of play follow the leader with us so I'm gonna treat Carly how Carly treats herself Mm. this is especially true in romantic relationships Mm. men if you're dating men like I am and you are those men are gonna treat me like I'm treating myself to an extent some people are terrible people but a good guy like a a decent guy like if I 
am treating myself in a certain way. People play follow the leader with yes. us about our own emotions. So when I see Carly treating herself like a bad bitch who deserves to be in the room, I'm going to treat her that way. And it's not a conscious choice about like how I'm choosing to interact with you. It's that we literally subconsciously play follow the leader with people. And it's not like treat others how you'd like to be treated. It's treat yourself how you want to be treated. A hundred percent. And when you, yeah, it's like when you put yourself out there in a certain way, that's how people are going to perceive you and then that's how they're going to respond. Yeah. So yeah, no, it is crazy how that plays into relationships and guys as well because it's true. And that, you know, it makes it hard sometimes for girls to like find someone when you are so confident and so out there. But I think that in the long run, you're going to find a person that treats you like really what you deserve because you just put it all out there. And you're like, I only expect the best for myself. No, I'm so glad I stopped holding back because I held back so that guys would like me for such a long time. And then when I stopped doing that, I met someone who like actually likes me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like refreshing. I'm so sick of like this like talk of girls making themselves smaller or being like, help me. I need help. Like rescue me. Like everyone's always like, guys only want that. Like they want to rescue someone. And I'm like... I don't want to be rescued. I want to be your equal. Yeah. And there can be like dynamics in the relationship where he's more dominant in some ways and I'm more dominant. Yeah. But there should be like an equal push no. and pull and an equal respect. I can, I, you have to take care of each other. Yes. That's really what a healthy relationship is. Like I love being taken care of. Like I love As having my massages and I love having things brought to me in bed and being brought flowers. But I also love taking care of my partner. Of and I want to take care of him. And on some days I probably take care of him more because I have a nurturing cancer moon presence. That's just who I am. Yes. But I think think like it's all about like taking care of each other on the same level a hundred percent um well on kind of the same vein I guess what would you say is your favorite and least favorite part of doing all this and like what has been your favorite and least favorite part of like rising to followers in the last two years and like being a creator and like even so far as like making relationships dating in this space like what is your favorite part where you're like this never gets old and what is the part that you're like I wish that this wasn't came with the territory Hmm. Um, I would say my, okay, like a textbook answer for me would be like, my favorite part is impacting people because that's what I've always wanted to do. But I've always felt like I've done that. I just have a larger platform almost now where it's like, I just have a bigger impact, but I've always known I was going to do that. So it almost hasn't even hit me that I actually have an impact on people. But if that did hit me, like actually, then that That would be it. That would probably be it. Um, the least favorite part, oh, and honestly, this is going to be a vain thing, but my favorite part is also to all of the people that doubted me in my past, in college, my friends that made fun of me, in high school, the guys that made fun of me, everyone in my past who now is commenting on my shit and being like, you did it, congratulations, look at you go, I never thought you would. I'm sorry, that is one of my favorite parts. No, it's because so, it's, it's like the most satisfying so fucking good. thing. Even yesterday, like with all the Drew Barrymore stuff, the people that come out of the woodworks to be like, congratulations, you did it. And I'm like, did you not literally make fun of my blog like, that I made it when I was 16? Bye. So bye. that, oh, that might even be my favorite thing. That's no, really it's, selfish. It's, I know. It's not that selfish though, because it's really to me, like whenever people would do that to me, I would always be like, kill them with kindness, kill them with kindness. Yeah. And just having a big personality growing up, I feel like I was met with a lot of that. And now I'm just like, what I hope that those people take away is to just be fucking nice to people mm. or ignore them. Yeah. Ignore them or be fucking nice to them. And like, it's so, it's mind blowing to me how easy it is to be nice. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm just a kind of person that doesn't have a lot of like mean spirit in my body mm. and other people are different. And 
I try to look at the bright side, like whatever. But I, it, it blows my mind how easy it is to be nice and how many same. people choose to be to fucking be, assholes. Right. I'm like, wait a second. It would be like if I was like, would you rather carry a hundred pound weights down the street for a year or take an Uber? And I then they were like, I'd rather walk. Like that's what it is. I feel the same way. And, and metaphorically and like actually it is heavier carrying the weight of being yes. unkind feels heavy on my shoulders like I'm not kidding I literally feel like when I hate someone when I talk shit about someone eh, sometimes <laughs> on occasion you need to no, but, but you know it's like there's a weight on you when it when there's like a hatred towards someone or no. a negativity like you feel that and when you're just kind and happier and more positive easier said than done you feel lighter and you feel yeah. better even like when I feel like I'm in a really good place in my life because let's be honest we've all talked shit we've all gossiped like don't, don't lie like no one's perfect yes but when I'm in like a positive place, like lately I felt really good like in my body about my relationships, like everything feels good and productive. Mm. When I'm around somebody who's being super duper negative, I can notice it. It mm. like it's noticeable. Yeah. I'm like, this feels heavy. The air is like constricting in this room. Like I, I don't it. like that energy. I know. I get the same way. And it's interesting because I used to ignore those red flags and now I've learned to kind of like when your body senses that something's off or when there's a heavier energy around someone, that's how you know they're like not the right person for you. Yeah. So it's very interesting when you start paying attention to energy, how totally it like actually agree. affects you in your relationships. Yeah. What would you say is your least favorite part? God, my least favorite part, hmm. There, okay, there's a couple things. Yeah. Um. One is, so in college, I really struggled with finding real friends. And when I came out of college, I really realized who my true friends were. And I've just had struggles being in, in the influencer space, not repeating my past. Yeah. And like making sure that I'm surrounding myself with genuine people who actually care about me because it's really hard and invalidating sometimes when like people only pay attention to you or want to be nice to you when like you have a certain following or yeah. followers or like even people from brands or anything. Yeah. So I feel like that can really hurt your ego if you let it. Um, so I would say that. And then just the, the talking shit, the people online talking shit. But yeah. to be honest, I can get past that like I'm okay yeah. with because of my past because I've already yeah. dealt with people bullying me in my past and yeah you know being rough on me so I'm like I can handle it it's skin off my back like I got it yeah um but yeah mainly the first one is really I feel like yeah the friendships and and making sure you know, I find I, genuine people I co-sign that wholeheartedly yeah. because my problem is everyone's nice to your face yes exactly and also like everybody's nice to your face and everyone's trying to save face those two things yes. are true I am the most trusting person in the world. Like, stab me in the back once, I will stitch it up myself. Stab me in the back twice, I'll even give you a third That's try. why we're friends. I literally will give everybody a hundred chances, and it's for better or for worse. Like, I'm a very forgiving person. I'm a trusting person. Mm. In college, Allie would always have to be like, you cannot trust that bitch. She does yeah. not like you. She's literally trying to get information out of you. Mm -hmm. Like, you cannot trust her. Yep. And I... Like, when I reflect on, like, those experiences, I was just way too trusting, and I worry about that in this space. And also the problem is, like, and I think this goes along with your second point, like, you say that you're friends with people, or you, like, are collabing with them and making videos with them, and, like, it's a genuine friendship. Like, I only, like, I'm only making videos with people and collabing people and, like, shouting people out on my, in my content that are, like, I would say are I'm friendly with, yes. I'm friends with. Mm. Um, If you do that, it, like, 
people just like want there to be a whole dramatic thing. People want there to be like a story and then a falling out. I think especially because you do see that in this space a lot. And I would say it's actually pretty exclusive to LA. Like all yes, of the drama between 100%. like quote influencer friend groups. Like I don't have an influencer friend group. I don't yeah. even have one friend group. Yeah. I just have friends and people that I really like to be around. And I feel like if you post videos with someone, all of a sudden it's like, okay, they're an alliance now. Right, right. And they, they're responsible for each other mm-hmm. too. So like if you did something that like wasn't cute or I did something that wasn't cool, all of a sudden we're responsible Affects for each other other's person. things because yep. we made a video with yep. each other or friends with each other, which is just not true of right. friends in real life ever. You're not responsible exactly. for your friend's actions. Like, And then if you are friends with somebody offline a genuine friendship and you're not posting with them it's like it's a fake friendship but then if you are posting with them they're like it's a fake friendship for the internet and I'm like it drives me fucking mad because I'm like I literally don't think that far into it either I'm hanging out with my friends and we decide to make TikToks or I'm not making TikToks with them right I'm also not responsible for every fucking person under the sun who's on TikTok like if, of course, if somebody does something belligerent and awful and I'm online, like, I support them. Yeah. Then I'm responsible. Right. But if I post a video with somebody one time and then you don't like them, like, okay, like, we're different people. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as, like, going through life and, like, having different friends. It yeah. really frustrates me about the, like, friend thing in this space because I just want to have my genuine friendships and, like, enjoy myself yeah. with people I like. And you'll never win, too. I think yeah. that's that's the problem. It's that... You said this one time in a video, I think, and you're like, you're damned if you do and you're you're damned if you don't. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, literally the truest thing about being an influencer. Like, And, like, we all will text in our group texts, like, back and forth about things. Yeah. And we all try to make each other feel better. But at the end of the day, it's, like, you're never going to win. Yeah. You're never going to win. It, the only thing you can possibly do, unless you really fucked up and did something bad, is just, like, ignore the noise. Yeah. Because, like, even with me, it's like, oh, are you – are you not friends with Amanda anymore? Amanda's been my best friend since I was five. Do you really think, like, we're going to not be best friends anymore? We were best friends since we were five. Or, like, oh, like, you're not hanging out with Hallie and Jazz. You're just hanging out with your home friends now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to ditch my, all of my home friends and all of the friends that I've made previous to Hallie and Jazz and just hang out with Hallie and Jazz. That's not fair to anyone. And nobody wants, why would I want to do that? It's just that it's, like, confirmation bias where they want it's so fucked up but these people want to see you miserable so they're mining for details they're like oh Carly's miserable Mm. yay Hallie and Jazz are hanging out without her miserable and then they're like oh my god she's not with Amanda anymore miserable they're like I can't wait to like like live in this reality that I created and I'm like it's so frustrating and it's not even miserable it's it's literally just drama like it's not even like nobody cares about I feel like they don't want you to be so sad they just want there to be something there there's always Sometimes there's just not a story. Well, I also and people think, always yeah. want to create a story. But I also think that those people that are like chronically online, they are like not doing super well. I would say they have a lot of negative energy within Facts. them. And I think they want you to also have right. negativity in your life. And it's like, I think the one that really frustrated me is like you guys start the podcast and all the comments on my TikToks were like, you didn't get invited because they hate you and you suck. And I was like, I wish I could have recorded the conversation. Us literally we being like, 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 you have to do the podcast. And I was like, guys, I'm, I'm like, trying to finish writing a book. And then cannot. also, like, you weren't the first conversation. It was me, Hallie and Jazz at the bar at the hotel, and you yeah, were taking I was a sleeping. nap. I was sleeping. And then we came in, and Hallie and Jazz were like, we're starting a podcast. We asked Eli to do it. She's not doing it. Will you do it with us? And you were like, yeah. Literally, it they literally didn't even happened ask me. In the- I was like, can I do it oh, with yeah, you? You were like, can I join? Like, I was it- like, 
I literally was like, are you not going to ask me to join? No, it's like so fucking funny too. Like I wish I could hand, I always say this, but I wish I could hand the haters my phone and be like, oh, take a gander. Literally. Look at the group chat of Just, like me, Hallie, Carly, Jazz, and Brand chatting. Like yeah. look at the, like my texts with this person and that person. Always. Like, I Like it's so funny also, like people will do Q&As. Like I saw Audrey Peters put one up one time that was like, are you and Davis not friends anymore? I'm like, oh my God. Like, Audrey's a boyfriend. And is killing it. Davis is absolutely killing Thriving it. Thriving in, like, like they're still besties. Like, yeah. I think she posted something, like, a screenshots of her text with Davis being like, shit, they don't think that yeah. we're friends anymore. Yeah. Can we do lunch, yeah. like, yeah. quick? And it's just, like, quick it's filming. crazy. It's crazy. And it I also crazy. don't want to film everything in my life. No. Like, why can't I just enjoy myself off screen? And there are times, like, people get crazy about me, Hallie, and Jazz now, too. It's like... If I'm not with them, then what's happening? And there are some times that I'm with them and I'm not filming it because why do I have to film it? Why do you have to film everything? Like, and like we do, I'm, I see them once a week for the podcast. So if I'm gonna see them other times, maybe I just wanna hang out with them. Maybe yeah, I don't wanna film maybe it. Maybe you don't wanna film it. And it's like not that deep. It's not that but deep. Or- that's why you just have to like protect your piece though. It's like people want a story, don't give them it. And if you, if it gets to you and you let it get to you, then they win. Yeah. And that's why I always say to, that, me, to you just, guys. My therapist was like, bro. Like, I was like, I'm afraid people think this. I'm afraid people... She goes, but what do you know about yourself? Right. It literally blew my damn mind. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? She was like, but what do you know about Eli? Mm-hmm. Do you know that you're in a healthy, loving relationship with your boyfriend? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know that your friends love you and you love your friends? Yes. Do you know that you you feel good about yourself and you're proud of yourself? Yes. Who the fuck cares? And it's I was so like, funny. It's I true. was like, wait... And I always think all these people that are mean to me, they're trying to sabotage me and I'm not going to let them do it. I'm like, I'm going to protect my peace. I'm going to be confident. I'm going to block them out. If you let that get to you, then they win. And then, and I will not let these insecure mother effers win. Like, I'm like, I am going to ignore them and do better and be better. And then they'll never win. Yeah. It's like, you can't like give them. Everyone's done weird shit in their past. Everyone's done bad shit in their past. Like, if you haven't made a mistake, like, you're not human. So why yeah. do you constantly for? Yeah. And then you're letting them know that, oh, you can dictate, actually, my career and how I live my life and how I post my content. Yeah, and it's also just, like, then you're um, sort of, like, giving to the 1% of your following that hates you instead of the 99% that really wants to see the content they came for. And there's a lot more bad Yelp reviews than good ones, right? Wait, I literally said this recently to somebody. They were like, oh my god, I'm so stressed. Like, I booked that restaurant you recommended, but then I went on and I saw, like, they're, they have the three three stars. There was a terrible review. Like, I couldn't possibly bring my family there. And I was like, the only people... Please! Who the fuck is, like, <laughs> Yelp.com? Like, dinner no! Dinner was delicious tonight. No! You're not no, gonna do that. No! I, if the dinner was good, I'm walking out of there full, full and hammered. I want to go to bed, lay on my stomach, maybe smoke some weed. Like, the, I want to have that journey yes. for myself. I am not going to Yelp. That's yes. not my first reaction. And then probably the next day, I'm busy. I'm not right. thinking about not thinking going about on Yelp anymore. to see how good the dinner was. I'm going to post online, maybe post on my story oh. and be like, this dinner was chef's kiss. Right. Love it. Everybody go there. But I don't have the time and energy to create so, a Yelp account. Okay. Same applies If to you have creators. a Yelp account in 2022, come forward. Come forward. Stand up for yourself and, if and you have to. But I need to know why. Like, great, what are you doing on the Yelp? Great. If it's like you're making a bad food review, fine. But that's the thing. It's only going to be bad reviews. Like, yeah. very, very rarely do you see, like, a great review or a five star. And it's like, they're kind of hard to come by. Usually yeah. with restaurants, it's either just, like, five stars or it's, like, two stars and oh. like five paragraphs of what happened oh yeah so that's it, the same exact thing Wait, applies to also, us as creators dead ass when i go to a restaurant i don't know why i'm so hung up, up on this but when i go to a restaurant and it's shit and i have the worst time and i'm like fuck that i don't even want to like 
put my attention and energy like maybe it's because I grew up in the industry and I understand how hard it is to like have a restaurant and as long as no one's getting hate crime like if it was just shitty yeah and the service wasn't good and the food wasn't great Mm. like I don't know like I'm not in the business of like going online and being like small business fuck you like I don't know there's something about that that just rubs me the wrong way I feel like it's the same way as creators like be a silent hater. Right. I love silent haters. Right. Talk shit about no, me to your friends no, and your mom and everyone. Do whatever you want. Still Send all my, my TikToks. Do all that shit. Like if you want to have a hate circle where you have seances and like you get a voodoo doll of me and you're stabbing it. Yeah. Oh my God. Be my guest. Just Go don't put off. it online. Exactly. I literally like I love silent haters. Like I'm I think Great. that they're like number one. They're yeah. better than like good people in the world. Like silent haters. Like you're mature enough to silent like. Silent haters. Fans. Yeah. Everyone no, else. No, no, no. <laughs> Dead ass. Silent haters are everything to me. Because it's like, you hate me, but you are big and mature enough mm. to number one, not want to like inflict negative, like direct negativity right, on somebody else. Right. But number two, like you're not like embarrassing. Like It is pretty crazy though. Like I'll see like moms DMing me shit, like hate. And I'm like, you're a mom. Like you what raise you children in this world. Like what are you teaching them? It just shows, though, like, kids, like, sometimes they literally are brought up in that bad vibes. With bad vibes. And their parents are just not teaching them right. And they're insecure and have nothing better to do. Yeah. Okay. So now that we're done with the rant, um, can you you tell me something that my audience, which is, like, probably also your audience, doesn't know about you? This is so hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Um, I was trying to think about what mine is. Um... Does it have to be like you know what I thought about something? Um, can it be like an injury that I had when I was younger? Yeah, this is gonna be the funniest story. Okay, okay. So when I was younger, um, I this is like really dumb, but my my audience doesn't know this about me. I was in like third grade and I was waiting for Chinese food delivery, um, and I was like so excited. So this was in my old house. I like was like, mom, when is it coming? And she's like, it's supposed to be coming soon, but I like didn't believe her. So I stood up like on my windowsill. And literally climbed up on the windowsill and fell back into a glass table and shattered my entire arm. Like, there were shards of glass everywhere. And that night, we set the table. We set the table with with pink lemonade. And and then the Chinese food eventually got there. And my my mom's – my friend, her dad was a doctor and they were neighbors. Yeah. So – my mom called the guy and she's like, can you come over? And my mom's sitting there eating her Chinese food. And she's like, just try to eat a little bit while we're waiting for him to get here. And so there's two morals of the story. One, since I was drinking pink lemonade with my when I was eating my Chinese food during that injury, I can never have lemonade with Chinese food again. That's my one thing. Like, Ugh. it's an OCD thing. I can never. Oh, no, I'm not having it. Bad memories. Um, and then second of all, I had to go to the hospital that night and get my arm glued and literally was like that was my and then I went to school the next day and I felt like the shit because I was like battle scars baby oh but my and God. and I got another injury when I was younger I cracked my chin open and both times my dad wasn't home like he was away on a business trip and I'm like bad omen why the fuck every time my dad goes away for a business trip am I getting injured like what is happening so that was a weird pattern in my life that's a weird um, pattern and one time I was at a competitive like I um Basically, my I did competitive gymnastics when I was younger. My spine was like you're, it's supposed to be a little bit curved, yeah. And I ripped off the bars at a competition in the middle of the competition, and my spine flattened out. Like instead of being curved, it like smacked it so that it was putting pressure all along my back. And the whole obviously stadium stood up and was like, oh. and of course, my dad wasn't there that time either. Oh 
my god so so i have this weird him. theme in my life where i get injured and my dad's not there but he, he was there when i tore my acl so that's okay that's good. good but yeah i have a weird like proneness which is why i'm very paranoid i have a weird proneness to like injuries yeah. and just weird shit happening to me so jesus yes yeah. okay. do you have anything that i don't know about you I don't know. I feel like I've said this a few times, but I did take five years of Mandarin Chinese when That's I was in absurd. middle school and high school. My parents, like, they started offering this program. And I went to public middle school and high school. And they started offering this program that the middle schoolers that were in eighth grade could take um, – could, like – get driven to the high school mm. during our lunch period and take Chinese and we would just have to eat lunch in the car. Oh my god. It was kind of fucking like slay That is though, a sl- No, that's because a slay. We would, all, we would milk it so we would oh. have to leave the period right before lunch mm-hmm. and we would come back the period after lunch and mm-hmm. recess but we would like milk it and like because our moms drove us there was only like six of us in the grade that did it. So for the way there, we would just leave the first class early. Like, depending on who the teacher was, you could get out earlier and earlier. Right. And then for the way back, we would, like, make them stop at Starbucks, make them stop for ice cream. We just, like, rolled weight. That's literally All lit. the time. You, like, would take Mandarin. Like, no, I know. It's so, so funny. I, like, lost most of it. And my, like, the public high school, like, system in, that I went to in New Jersey is, like, really known for languages. Mm. So we started our, like, um, Spanish or French when we were in, like, kindergarten. Wow. That and is so early. Most of us were like literally nearly fluent in either by the time we graduated. Like most of the kids that like stuck with the language through high school got really, really good because the program was really, really good. So then they had Mandarin, I think, to like implement more into the program. I did not do well on the AP Mandarin test. It's really hard. I would fail. The AP Spanish test, five. Knocked it out of the park. Spanish, easy. The AP Mandarin test, two. It's so fucking hard. I can't even imagine. No, it's so hard. The reading is really hard. I'm sure. I actually took sign language all four years of college. And by the end of college... I was like pretty fluent, but I lost a lot of it. Yeah, and it's I hard. really wanted to learn it again. I did the most embarrassing TikTok trend. There was a TikTok trend where you had to like spell something. Yeah. And I did one of the wrong letters and people were like having a field day with it. And they were like, like You're sorry. awful at this. I haven't taken it in four no. years. I was trying. Every time I speak Spanish on TikTok, I get the same thing, which oh God. as I should. But like my boyfriend's um grandparents are like immigrants mm. um from Chile. So whenever I'm like at his home, like, mm-hmm. they speak Spanish there. Oh, my God. So his um, mom and his grandparents, like, fluent, and it was his first language. So he's, like, really fluent in Spanish, wow. as is, like, the majority of his family. So whenever I'm there, they'll, like, try, because they think it's, like, they think I'm, like, pretty decent at it. I'm sure But sometimes are. I'll, like, You're take smarty. videos of myself trying, and I'm, like, and then the comments are, like, okay, green guy, like, you definitely tried. And oh I'm, like, okay, God. I deserved that. I deserved no, that. No, you're, you're smart. You definitely – I would love to learn like Italian and French though. Yeah, I would. So Hebrew is my next thing. That's yeah, like, I would love to be. I know little bits and pieces. But yeah, Hebrew and then sign language. Like brushing up my sign language would be like two things. I'm like I need to do. Those are our goals. Yeah. for the next year. Goals. Um. Okay. So kind of like shifting gears a little bit. Have you always wanted to live in New York City? And do you see yourself? I think we talked about this yesterday, but um, not to the audience. Do you see yourself <laughs> like settling down here? Do you see see yourself like? being here for a while so when I since I was young honestly I've wanted to be in New York City I used to be a little intimidated by it when I was like super young just because of like if you have anxiety you know how it feels to be in New York with anxiety that's my problem not it yeah um but then as soon as I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur have my own business and like be an influencer basically I was like oh New York City is the place for me like I would look up to all those influencers like the OG influencers like the Ariel Charnas Song of Style um, we were what like all of them. I, that was like my goal in life. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Ever since in in college, I would come back home and go into the city, and so yeah. Right now in my life is my prime for being in New York City. But 
when I get a boyfriend and then we're, when we're when he becomes my fiance and it becomes like I'm starting to want to think about making a family, I'm out. Okay. I'm not staying here making a family. I yeah. don't want my kids going to nothing wrong with it. I just wasn't raised. I feel like you have to be a type of person and you have to be raised in New York City to understand it and to like want to raise your kids there. And I wasn't. I was raised in the suburbs, so what do I want? I want to raise my kids in the suburbs too. Yeah. I don't really know. I just like when I was in college, I never wanted to um like move to any big city. Like I wasn't really? sure about it. Like I just was so anxious mm. and I had to like overcome a lot of anxiety. But it just turned out that like all my opportunities landed me into New York City. So I decided like that's what I was gonna do. I was gonna move to New York. But I've always said I don't wanna end up here. I don't know where I wanna end up, but I wanna like see new places. Like I'm a very flexible person where like everywhere I've lived I've liked. Like that's crazy. I was the same way when I toured colleges when I was like in high school like I just liked it all like I was really, really not like particular I oh. was like I could go to a big 10 school I could go to a Vassar Wesleyan type school like I could go mm. anywhere like I would be happy I think I could like make the most of like most places yeah so I'm not sure about where I, did you think you were gonna live like when you were like a freshman in college like if you could look forward did you think I thought I would maybe go to like I don't know it was like so depend. I had never been to like any place in California like oh. I was kind of just like letting the wind take me mm-hmm. Um, I thought for a while I would want to go to Chicago because a lot of people that graduate from Michigan, Michigan go, go there. To Chicago, yes. But like, I'm really grateful that this all shook out as it did. Um, I am very overwhelmed by New York City. Like, I'm not. It's not like I have really worked on being more comfortable here. Mm. I just think the 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 volume like it's loud I really like like quiet mm. solitude like I loved going to college in Michigan because like there were so many pockets of peace there yes. that I could like discover and there are definitely pockets of peace in New York City don't get me wrong it's just that like when you walk out of your apartment into it's the bustle of by. the day and I think it's there's so many good things about that and like the hustle and bustle of it all mm. and so many things I don't love about it but on that vein, I guess, do you have, like, favorites in New York City, favorite restaurants, favorite things to do? And then we'll do these favorite things about New York City. But, like, what are your favorite things? Favorite things. Oh, God. This is hard. Okay. Like, for Rand. Okay. I have, like, a favorite sushi restaurant. That's, okay. like, for when I'm really casual. Like, I could go there in jeans and a t-shirt and it's, like, fine. I love Blue Ribbon Sushi. Oh, I, just, I love it, I've too. always loved it since high school. Um, and at the time, I thought it was super cool. And now I'm like, I actually still love it. Yeah. One thing I made right. Um, I love also, it just my area, like, living in the West Village is just, like, so peaceful for me. And it's, like, really my happy place. Walking on the West Side Highway has become such a thing for me lately. Um, and just, like, doing things alone, too. Like, I literally went to the um, – oh, my God, what's that thing called? With the grass and the – Oh, the little island. Yeah, little island. I literally What's that thing called with the grass. <laughs> no, I literally yeah. started going to Little Island by myself and like walking around, and that just makes me so happy. Like yeah. doing long walks, um, and then obviously the nightlife is great and the dinners and all that stuff. But I think like honestly, I'm a pretty big homebody, and the city has forced me to get out of my comfort zone and do things more often and be more extroverted. I was just thinking about that yesterday. I was like, I used to be so introverted, never want to leave my house. And the city has made me, like, I'll come back to my apartment. I'll be like, all right, I'm free for a couple hours and then I should probably leave my apartment and do something else. So I love that about it. I like that about it too. I think I'm definitely, I've been, I've been so busy that my social battery runs out without doing Mm. like going anywhere does that like a thousand percent like I today have to go to this thing like after like in two hours Mm. 
at TikTok and that is going to drain my social battery to a 0% because this doesn't drain my social battery. Yeah. Because being around people that I like know really well yeah. and love like doesn't drain. But then I have to go to this event that's for a sex toy brand, which like <laughs> I love sex I, toys. I can't go. I was supposed to go. <gasps> really? Yeah, I can't go because oh I have a date. Um, oh, wait. I want to hear about the date. No. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to be struggle bus. Yeah. Except I love that brand. That's my favorite brand of life. Oh, yeah. No and same. I told them. And, like, I'm so upset that I can't go. But the, I just don't want to be rushing strange. from things um, I just have to say, like, being in the sex toy circuit as a creator and, like, when brand – like, sex toy brands, like, they're not the best to work with in my personal experience mm. so far. Like, no. I've been really trying to find one that, like, has the – like, we have the same values, we have the same budget, we align yes. on, like, messaging. So I think it can be – it's hard because a lot of sex toy messaging I ends up being, like, weirdly patriarchal or misogynistic, weirdly, like, heteronormative. I agree. Really heteronormative. Mm. Very, like, exclusive of, like, trans and non-binary yeah. people. So I'm trying to find one that, like, aligns with my values and we have the same intentions for the post, mm -hmm. but they have the budget and I have the time. Like, I want it to work out and I've been working really hard to find one that I, like, am ready to align me with. Too. And I feel like it's happening. But, like, everybody always asks me if you have vibrators and I'm like, I, I take it really seriously when I wreck things because yeah. if someone's going to spend their money on it, I want to make sure it works. I want to make sure I like it too. Yeah. I, like, will be, you know, trying a bunch of stuff yeah. to make sure – and like it's hard with these sex toy brands to find my one, one vibrator that is the where we're is, going tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's like my for years, and I like can't find anything better than that. Yeah, I, I a, love it. I have like a nice collection of vibrators. So do I, but everything I try, I'm like I still like this one. Yeah, I feel like everyone has that. My maybe. first vibrator was this Amazon vibrator called the Shibari Mini Halo. Dead. And like wait, I wreck the Shibari Mini Halo. Really? I mean, I love that. So basically, the reason that the Shibari Mini Halo is even a thing in my life is because. When I was a freshman in college, I dated this guy, and he had – Oh, God. <laughs> so embarrassing, but, like, whatever. At the beginning of the year – like, this should have been such a massive and ugly red flag. Oh, like, God. At the beginning of the year, he had bought an 100-pack of Shibari condoms, and, like, it, it – Crying. This is seared in my memory. Not the it's a pack. white like. Well, what did he think he was gonna get up to? Which just is like weird. Things. Yeah. So he was like, "No, it's more bang for your buck." Like, yeah, I was literally. like, you and I'm like, "Okay, like." <laughs> but he, it was like this white box that said like Shabari, and I like the the packaging is so familiar to me. Stop. It's like this. It's thin, like triggering. I kind of like wreck them. Like I think okay. they're good. Like. I wound up being like the condom fairy my senior year of college and mm. like keeping the condoms in my room. I love. bought the 100 pack for my housemates because I was like safe sex girls. Yeah. Like, practice Oh, I it. love that. Because I was big on safe sex. Um, I am still. But um, whenever I was looking for my first vibrator, I was actually in college, which I feel like I was embarrassed by that. Like it took me that long. But I didn't like have conversations like we're freely having now about like. I didn't either. You know. In college. That. In college, I had a lot of friends that it was still like we would tiptoe around talking about that. Or we did, but it was always be like, nobody knew anything. No, yeah. No one was educated. We were uncomfortable about it. But so then I was like trying to find a vibrant and I was like, Shabari. Like, Shabari. Oh my God. It's a familiar Shibari. brand to me. <laughs> Someone the tell name. the folks at Shabari to hit me up. Maybe they should change like, their name first. Shabari. Like, think of no, it's maybe a little S H A. B A R I. Shabari Mini Halo and the condoms. Chef's kiss. Anyway, oh my God. um, how did we even get on? I that? don't oh, know. Oh, vibrators tonight. Social battery. Yeah. Wait, so tell me about your date. So I basically like I'm I'm like very specific about what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone that's older. 
um, because like maturity levels and looking for someone that's not a creative because I'm a creative kind of, so I want someone that has different focuses, et cetera, et cetera. My, my, my followers like know what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I had a follower DM me and she was like, I have a brother. Um, I know you're originally from Maryland and my brother's like almost 30, I think. He's like 28 or 30 and um, he works in this and he like is – everything that you're looking for basically yeah um and I said okay well send me a picture of him and she sent she sent me a picture and I was like okay well he's cute um so I was like okay well I'm gonna I'm in Maryland this weekend and he lives in Baltimore and I was like well he we can meet up like in Maryland and we were texting and then it turns out that he's like in New York this week so he ended up like making his train earlier and then we're going out tonight um to just like grab drinks and hang but I mean like I'm I go into dates very like I don't care. Like, I'm just like, let's meet, let's hang out and see where it goes Honestly, kind of thing. it's like what Camilla was saying yesterday on the Drew Barrymore show. She was I saying her, yeah. something that I didn't, like, fully co-sign everything, but yeah. she said one thing that really resonated with me, which I've always approached dating like this. The stakes are nothing. You have to treat it like you are grabbing a drink with a friend and getting yeah. to know them. If you – and I was just also writing about this for the book because I used to do this all the time. I would go into a date being like, Prince Charming, love yep. my life, can't wait for the wedding. And then you set yourself up to be disappointed right. when, number one, you just realize that the person is a human being and not a figment of your imagination. Mm. And it starts to piss you off because you're like, why aren't you perfect? Yeah. That's something that I would do to myself. Yes. And then number two, it's like, you don't fucking know them. Don't create anything mm-hmm. in your mind about this human. Like, just go and get – Get to know them. And I used to have such high standards for even who I would agree to go out with. And now I'm like, you know what? Like, does the person seem nice? Do they have the same interests as me? Do we have the same values? Or no. does it seem like we have the I, same values? Okay, let's go on a date. I cannot express how much I agree with you because this is something that I think I've, like, seen so many times happen. If you were out at a bar, let's just, like, I'm putting you out at a bar, mm. and a guy came up to you and he was 5'9". Mm-hmm. Let's say he's 5'8 or 5'9". But he's Jewish. He has a great job. He's nice to you. And he makes you crack up mm. dying laughing. And let's just say that two things that you didn't that, – that you were like pretty dead set on when you were swiping on dating apps. You wanted a guy that was over 5'10 and you wanted a guy that had siblings. And let's just say this guy's an only child that's 5'9 yeah. but he's everything else. You would 1,000% give him your phone number yeah, if he's making exactly. you crack up at the bar and he makes you feel good and he's cute. And and when we're on dating apps, we're like, oh, fuck no. Like, he might be cute and funny and, like, check most of my boxes, but he doesn't – he's an only child and he's not 5'10". That's why dating apps are very hard. What? I know. What? But like, that, it drives I, me crazy. I do better off of dating apps because yeah. I get so in my head, which I think a lot of girls do. We have these set, like, set standards. And so I get in my head about it. But then if I'm out in the open and I'm just meeting someone – I don't care what color their hair is. I don't care how tall they are. I care if we have the chemistry and the connection. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, okay, I need to stop digging and looking for something so specific and just, is he cute? Is he normal? Period. Do we have the same values? Okay, let me get to know. Wait, also, it's be real. Oh my God, this is so good. (laughs) I wanted it to be be real so bad. Wait, I need to do my be real. This is so fun. Oh my God. No, it's fucking, wait. You were my be real yesterday too. I think I'm deep throating the mic. I love that. It's be real. <laughs> be real Ray. Well, I want to go. Uh, oh my god, you were so blurry. No, we have to do it again. Oh, guys. Be real. Not two tries. I know. Wait. And, and they just... No, 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 no. There's something I have to tell you. Hmm. Hang on. If this doesn't focus on you, I'm done. Okay, no. We're okay, so <laughs> thank god you can tell what who screenshots your be reels. <laughs> and I was like I've never screenshotted one before. No, I was like actually like 
avidly screenshotting people's b-reels like shut the fuck up and i'm gonna be honest like i've got to come clean like it was nothing <laughs> serious yeah, like, what were you even screenshotting i just like saw a girl like i saw a friend of mine that i like actually i like they probably know like i just like wanted to send someone something and be like oh i can't believe that like this is a thing or right, whatever like it was not ma- like ill intended by yeah, any sense of the course. term i just screenshotted to be real and i like fully was like confident that nobody would ever know yeah like how would you know that other night i'm lying in bed next to my boyfriend he's like oh what's that little notification and it says one and then we clicked on it and it's like one person screenshotted your be real and i'm like Stop. i was like fuck and then he was like wait, wait wait i'm pretty sure this is fine like i'm pretty sure that you can't see who did it and then he like clicks on it and it's like if you text this be real if you text like be real to one person you can unlock who like <laughs> screenshotted it Stop. so he texted me like be real or whatever like he like sent whatever they wanted him to send on the app and then it revealed we do not do it there's Don't. no warning they have given no warning no they've given no warning it's unfair like you can screenshot the DMs. Like, I'm in the fucking DMs screenshotting away. Like, wow. low key. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You can yeah, screenshot yeah. the DMs. You can yeah. screenshot texts. Like, yes. D- everybody knows how to screenshot a Snapchat, but like. Right. Well, be real now. We know because don't it's, it is. Don't fucking screenshot similar, be real. F- similar family to Snapchat, where it's like quick. No. Now we I know. Don't screenshot that shit. Devastated. I was I'm so really glad I know like, that now. Motherfucker. No, I literally. Was like, what? I would die. Was it any pe- – but I feel like I'm only friends with, like, clo- I want to be real with yeah. close, close people. No, I am too. And it wasn't even, like, I was trying to shit talk. It yeah. really wasn't. I was just, like, surprised. Not that- was me. <laughs> yeah, no, it was for you. No, it was more of a thing of, like, I was surprised two people were together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, that I didn't sense. know they're hanging. Like, yes. do we know the backstory of this? Like, yes. it was just a little bit of curiosity, a of little bit of, like, human – just human nature. Right. Wasn't trying to be cunt. No. But I was dead ass like, I was screenshotting away for a bit there. Just, like – curious mm. just cur- no but Whatever. then somebody else told me that they were screenshotting all their bosses be reals <laughs> stop okay that's worse that's so much worse now you can feel better that's good though that's some good I shit like, i would be like no. oh i'm just curious Wait, but then she was like my boss hasn't posted on be real in like months and i was like no oh my god <laughs> she drove him off the app <laughs> literally like pr comes in they're like we're gonna need to um yeah. help you with the situation you just say pr i mean hr <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm done. I'm literally your your listeners gonna be like this girl is so fucking stupid. Because I'm thinking in terms of like well, us. Whenever I was thinking about my favorite part of HR being an influencer, I was almost like sometimes when you got PR, it's like really exciting. But I was like, that's a horrible thing to say because also like I I agree with both. Like I when it's something I truly want and mm. said yes to and yeah. I'm excited about and like I do think it's like a massive issue of overconsumption, a massive waste mm-hmm. issue. But what I think the real problem is, is, like, there are people that have my address that just send Same. shit. They never stop sending it. I literally take a trip. India can attest. She's sitting right here. We take trips to the women's shelter, to I, the fucking place, every day. It's, like, every day. Well, my cleaning lady comes once a week, and or, like, once every other week, and I make piles for her. And then she has a lot of friends that are immigrants. So she'll take the whole pile, take what she wants from it, and then she'll give it out to all of her friends that just like, immigrated and have nothing. Yeah, that's great. So and in that case, good. I'm like, okay, I'm glad that no, I have the so extra stuff. it's so good. I'm glad, too. It's helping people. But then sometimes it's, like, 70 bottles of self-tanner. And I'm like, like you can't bring self- self-tanner and donate it. Like, yeah. Like, who wants that? Yeah. Like, then I'll give it to my friends. Like, I definitely, like, don't ever waste. And I'm so incredibly grateful. And I think it's, like, partially really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes, if it's something that I, like, really wanted, like, yeah. the Dyson Airwrap, it's, like, yeah. the coolest thing. No, I agree. But with skincare and makeup, I actually feel that, like, 
everyone should have access to it. Like, I think everyone yeah. deserves to feel beautiful. You're even, right. Even if someone's homeless, like, you still deserve to be able to play with makeup and have things and, and oh, put I yourself donate. together and feel beautiful and have, like, a routine. I donate so all I, that stuff. I love da- donating, like, makeup that I'm not using or skincare. Like, I think every woman, if you're interested in that stuff, you and should have it. It makes you feel like a human. It, it every, makes you feel human. Everybody should have it yes. if they want it. Yes, um, exactly. Every person. Yeah, so I definitely don't need a lot, but that was really funny that you just said that. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> dead as fuck. Because okay. I think of us like the like the PR people that yeah. like come and save us from no. when we have a scandal. <laughs> and in corporate, that's HR. I'm a dumbass. Thank you. Okay, so last but not least, um, I one of my followers gave me this question when I was like formulating the episode and like thinking about things they would want to hear about. And I really liked it because I think it's kind of like a sweet question. Okay. So the question is, what age of yourself in the past would you want to hang out with right now? And like, why? What would you do with that person? And like, what would you want to say to her? And like... That's like the cutest thing ever. Is that really cute? God. Um, I would say like my 13 or 12 year old self when I just hit puberty. Because that's when like everything with my body happened where I was like started getting insecurities. That's where like all that self-doubt happened. And I just wish I could like hug that person and be like, you're beautiful the way you are. Your body looks amazing. You're going to do such big things in the world. Like, so just stop downing yourself and like, don't worry that your body is changing. Like Mm -hmm. you're supposed to look the way you're supposed to look. Yeah. That's my main thing. That's a really good one. What about you? I don't know. I kind of struggled with this because like, I'm a big proponent of like, I have no regrets. Like when I dated the person that like, emotionally physically mentally harmed me Mm. the most Mm -hmm. like I don't regret it like I wish that that version of myself didn't have to go through that but like I am who I am today and because I went through that so I think I would just want to hang out with like maybe like I agree with you like when all of my eating problems happened in college like the days that I was like really not eating anything and like I was just the lowest I'd ever Mm. been in my life and like the depression I think was largely from that breakup like I think I would want to spend time with that person I just think I would want her to know it gets better I don't even think that I would want to like give her a lecture Mm -hmm. like I don't think that she even wanted that like she wasn't wanting to listen to that yeah at that moment I would just kind of want to like what you said like give her a hug and like just be like it's gonna get better we're gonna get through this and I've been thinking a lot about that when all I'm like writing the foreword and the acknowledgments and the dedication Mm, for my book mm -hmm. just a lot about like those past versions of myself yeah no that my exact thing in college I had like a not good relationship and honestly if I could pick a second thing you just kind of reminded me of that like I would literally like tell that person to like get out like you don't need to love someone unconditionally if they're not treating you right hell yeah that's a huge thing okay last thing do you have like a mantra that keeps you going that you can share with the audience like something that you say um yes so it's a quote. Be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Oh, I know that quote. Um, and it's I've always lived by it like my whole life. Um, just be, And it's like, I don't know. It's just my favorite quote. Like it always reminds me of like to not care what people think and like the people that love you for you are going to support you no matter what. Um, and if someone's talking shit, like they've Bye. got their own issues. Wait. That's, like, actually really nice, a nice mantra and a nice quote. I was expecting you to give me some, like, feral shit. No, oh, my God. But you know me. Like, at my core, I'm, like, very, like, I'm very sappy and, like, what's the theme and everything and where can I – No, you are. I live by I didn't know where you were going with the the mantra. Like, I was one of two ways. Like, we're either going to get, like, a dirty joke or we're going to get, like, a sentimental thing. And I I constantly am, like, having affirmations on my phone. Like, I am beautiful. I am – 
yeah. smart. I am intelligent. I, I am successful. I am loved. Like, all of that stuff I say to myself constantly. Yeah. Um, like, before I go to bed at night. Like, still to this day. I love it. Mine's um, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger love. because I love Kelly Clarkson. Okay, Kelly. Okay, Kelly. <laughs> no, wait. Sam Smith ex wait, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly, my life. Kelly needs to, like, Put some respect on her name. That's all I have to say. She's uh, no, she's my icon. I'm okay, through. That's, that's can we please go on Kelly Clarkson together? Wait, yeah. That's our next. No, she's assignment. everything. Everything. She's, she's real everything. and raw. She's gorgeous. The voice of an angel. The voice of an angel and just real and raw and authentic. No, I like, hate. I hate a bitch who doesn't people. like Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Like, no. How can you not? Also, like a girlie that started on American Idol is always yes. a girlie for me. Yes. Like I agree. That show I was agree. Giving, 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 giving. Kelly Clarkson. Her season. Everything. Done. Chef's kiss. Done. So I'm pretty sure it's the first season. It's the first season. Yeah. No, it's that first season with her and and um Justin um with the curly hair. Yeah. And they had like a thing. And then like the second oh season was Ruben Stutter. Yes. Fantasia those first. Barino. Those first no, seasons. Were I could Ed. name all of that. I'm like Fantasia David Archuleta. Oh David Cook, remember the, David the Cook? battle of the Davids? Oh my God. That was so intense. Wow, I I miss the OG Taylor Hicks. Moment. Taylor Hicks versus Carrie Underwood. Oh no, I'm sorry. Carrie I oh I lived God. there. I lived Jordan Jennifer Sparks. Hudson. Done. Jennifer Hudson. Need it all. No, it's That's fucking crazy. iconic. American Idol breeds success. If you want to be a star, Jennifer Hudson is like in and Kelly Clarkson too. Like they're icons no, of icons. our generation. Icons. And like they can't. Wow. God. I could I could Whatever. talk about that but for Kelly two Clarkson on Broadway, by the way. Oh my god! Why does that not exist? Wait, I'm pretty sure she said like that was one career goal. I could be making this up, but like I'm gonna make okay, it up. Well, whatever. Actually, quote me on this. I'm pretty sure Kelly her. Clarkson wants to be on Broadway. I will go see the show with you. Whatever it is, okay. I don't care if she just stands there. I'm Good. going to watch. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. This I'll is so fun. Link everywhere you can follow Carly, and we love you guys. Bye. Guys, I'm so sorry I didn't start off this week's episode with some updates. I know you guys love those and they mean a lot to you because they mean a lot to me as well. But unfortunately, I'm running around like a crazy person today, so I just wanted to give you a little send-off. Let you know that I love you more than anything in the world. That it was the coolest experience of my life getting to meet Drew Barrymore yesterday by the time I'm recording this now. Um, and really all that I have to report is I'm getting an ultrasound for my terrible uterus issue and I'll keep you updated on that. Hopefully we have answers. It's tomorrow. Um, and don't forget to get your flu shot. And if you feel really lost and sad, rewatch Gilmore Girls. It's really like comforting, strangely. Anyways, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your weekend and week. Whenever you're listening to this, go get yourself a treat and send me a selfie with it. Love you. Bye.